Father, we thank you this morning. We give you praise. We adore you, Lord. You are beautiful this morning. We appreciate your presence in this meeting, O oh God. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Father, as we look back, we thank you. As we look forward, we thank you. Because with you there's no turning of the shadow, Lord. Every day you are the same, O oh my Father. From the days past to the days to come, God. Eternity past to eternity to come, God. You remain faithful in our lives. This morning, God, we we'll, we'll lift up our voices to your holy throne, God. Thanksgiving in our hearts, for you are good. Father, you are good. Father, you are good. Father, we say you are good. We love you. We appreciate you, God. In Jesus' name we pray. He has done so much for me, and I cannot tell it all. That chorus, you know it? I know people like running away when I'm singing, but today I'll try. Keep put. He has done so much for me, and I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. I cannot tell it all. Oh, He has done so much for me, and I cannot tell it all. He has done so much for me. Hallelujah. Let us sit down. The reason why I cut that story is that song. I made it so brief. I saw Matthew and Pastor Sean looking at me. I thought my cords had started swinging in a different direction. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Yes, I would be a very good uh, member of the worship team, save for my choir master in high school. He used to put us somewhere to sing, and then he goes far away, and then starts coming as if he has had something very bad. And always he was moving in my direction. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But it's good to make a joyful noise unto the Lord. I think I've got a choir master who appreciates every noise I make. That's one thing that I like. Praise the Lord. Are we happy this morning? Looking forward to Christmas, eh? That is good. Uh, this morning, I want us just to share on something that I believe uh, affects us as the body of Christ and it's important for us to reflect upon in our individual lives and that is the subject of forgiveness praise the Lord say forgiveness forgiveness praise the Lord many times I've heard people say I've forgiven you and it's always exciting to speak in front of people I've forgiven you because it looks politically correct. But deep within, there's a seething anger that is always boiling inside. But as I was meditating over this subject, I realized that as a child of God, we have been called so that we may experience or have the opportunity to forgive somebody. That means you will be hurt. In your life. Praise the Lord. 
You have been called so that somebody may hurt you in order to prove that you are a seed of God. You are capable to forgive. You are capable to love. Praise the Lord. And so this morning, let us just look at it from a very positive uh, point of view and realize that God wants to encourage us in our lives to realize that what we are going through is not new. It's something that everybody goes through. And we are supposed to emerge out of it more stronger, more established in our faith, and uh, with a greater testimony than we have ever had before. Praise the Lord. You cannot, you cannot differ with somebody you don't know you have never met. You cannot get annoyed with somebody you have never met, you have never seen, you don't know he exists. True or false? Those are the easiest questions to answer. Just 50%. True or false? If I don't know you are there in this world, before I came to Oman, I didn't know some of you were there. I had no opportunity of meeting you. There was no basis for me getting annoyed with you. Does that make sense? So the opposite is true. The more people you know, the more likely you are, you are, you are, you are going to clash with them. <laughs> I'm not saying that you lock yourself in the house. No. It's good for us to interact. But as we interact, we must know that there will be a time that maybe that person is going to hurt you. But God wants you to build resources in your life, your spiritual life. To the extent that when it comes, it's no longer a shock to you. It's an opportunity for you to demonstrate the love of God towards that person. Praise the Lord. The very basis of your salvation is forgiveness. That's one thing that we always forget. You wouldn't be here proclaiming Jesus Christ as your personal savior if there was no forgiveness. So we are essentially products of forgiveness. We have no reason for denying any other person the same opportunity we had. We have no justification at all in our lives to say that I cannot forgive. Because our very existence as sons of God is premised on the foundation of forgiveness. The foundation that God laid. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world. But that the world through him might be saved. Praise the Lord. We deserve to be condemned. But God chose a different direction. Praise the Lord. We deserve to die for our sins. But God chose the other alternative. God had only one son. I'm going to surprise you today. But it's in the scripture. 
God had only one son. But he wanted many sons. So he had to take the action, a deliberate decision to forgive. And he planted his only son. Out of him, millions of sons have been given to him. Praise the Lord. So the first blessing that we receive when we forgive is fruitfulness in our lives. Praise the Lord. And that is what God has done for many of us. He has forgiven us our sins. We have been, as we have been going through the series, we have realized the plan was so elaborate. He had laid it down so that you and I may not perish. We may be forgiven of our sins. Now the word of God says, every sin is punishable by death. Praise the Lord. So since we were born sinners, we deserved death. That was what was given. And God was not going to change his word, but he said, if I have to forgive these people, somebody has got to die in their state. Praise the Lord. For that reason, Jesus came, he gave his life. So forgiveness has got a price. It's not free. It is painful. It is not free. So as we discuss about forgiveness in my life, Kenneth, in your life as an individual, remember I'm not saying that it's something that you're just going to wave to people and say, I've forgiven you and walk away. It is costly. Praise the Lord. It is painful. But you must make a deliberate decision. I am going to forgive as a child of God. Praise the Lord. So without the cross, we would be lost forever. God had every right to punish us for our sins. But he seeded that. He said, no, I will not repay sin with evil. I will lay death aside so that these people may have life. Praise the Lord. So he paid a price by sending his only son. The Bible says, the soul that sins shall surely die. So we deserved it. But instead, we have been forgiven. Can you say, I've been forgiven? forgiven. Do you believe it? Do you live it? Do you act it? Praise the Lord. Well, as I was measuring the decibels, they were going down. You know, sometimes as a teacher, we have problems. Because when you ask the same question several times, students begin to doubt themselves. Did I really say the right answer? <laughs> but we are all students in the, at the feet of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. So I want us to say that we are products of forgiveness. And I want you to look at yourself from that aspect. That I, Kenneth, I am a product of forgiveness. So how should I relate to those that offend me? If... I have been born into this household of faith by reason of forgiveness. How should I treat my brother next to me? How should I treat my child? How should I treat my colleague at the place of uh, my working place? It is with that point that you must always live as a child of God. There is no two lives. We don't have dual lives. We have got one life as a child of God. Whether in your house, or in a place of employment. That's the kind of life that we live. So we come, why do we have to forgive? I have tried to share a few thoughts on this, based on the scripture, why we should forgive. And those are the things that we are going to share with us this morning as we progress. 
Psalms 99 verse 8. Lord, our God, you answer them. You were to Israel a forgiving God, though you punished their misdeeds. Praise the Lord. The word that I want us to take note of is that you are a forgiving God. So, one of the reasons why you and I have got to be forgiving in our lives is because we have a God who is forgiving. Our Father is a forgiving God. Praise the Lord. That is the, one of the natures of God. That is a forgiving God. As we have already seen, He has demonstrated it by sending His only begotten Son. And as we learned before, God created us in His own image. And if we are truly sons of God, then that aspect should be seen in our lives. Praise the Lord. We should demonstrate that we are able, we have got the capacity to forgive. No matter what the cost is. I don't sometimes understand God. But the reason why I love Him is because even when I don't understand Him, the things He does are in my favor. Praise the Lord. Do you get that? I don't understand many things He does. But at the end of the day, one thing that I'm convinced about is that whatever He does will be for my good. Irrespective of whether I understand it or not, it will be for my good. Praise the Lord. So God is a forgiving God. And for that reason, because I am a child of God, I have to purpose in my life that I will be a forgiver. Praise the Lord. Now, it's very difficult for you to prepare to forgive what you don't know is going to happen. Because in most cases, we can prepare to forgive small things. But there are some things that are so painful in our lives that they will strike the very inner person. And they will shake us to the core of our foundation. So, preparing to forgive in such a situation is very difficult. Because you don't know to what extent the pain is going to go. But I want to say that God was also immensely hurt. He was so deeply hurt by us before. Praise the Lord. We walked away from Him. Despite the fact that he had laid everything for us. But we decided to choose a way. For all have turned away. Like sheep. Praise the Lord. Without regard for what God is in our lives. We walked in a sinful way. But he decided he's going to forgive. Praise the Lord. The only advantage God has is that he knew everything that is going to happen in our lives. But because his nature is in our lives. The challenge for us is, are we like our Father? Are we going to act in every situation like our Father? Are we going to demonstrate the capacity to forgive like our Father has done? That's the challenge. The second thing is that the Bible commands us to forgive. Romans 12, verse 17. Romans 12, verse 17. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be 
careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. This is the interna- New International Version. Eh? Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, it is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, do not do evil. Do not pay evil for evil. Now, this is where Kenneth usually has a problem. My natural person, my natural man in me, when somebody hurts me, I think of ways of fixing him so that he can also feel the same pain that I went through. Eh? Don't pretend you don't do it. In fact, if I may teach you a little Kiswahili, in my heart I say, Ndiyo. Ndiyo means it, is, it shoots him. On my face you may never see it, but deep within, am I sharing this with somebody who does the same? Deep within me, I feel, yeah, he deserves it. And sometimes I say, anyway, God will forgive him. But deep within, I'm rejoicing. Serves him good. Because he did this to me, he deserves it. And at some time again, I have offered this prayer. And I know some of you do it. If you smile, I know you do it. When somebody is messing me in the place of my work, Father, don't give him peace until he comes to realize that he has messed me up. And we say, I have said it. Maybe I said it very recently. But I shared with the, one of the disciple training classes Something that shook me. Because I made such a prayer when I was facing a lot of pressure in my place of work. About two years ago. And I, I'll be honest with you church. I said it. Lord, this man must realize that he has touched me. Caused some pain in his life. And one morning, the person, because I knew they were playing some games around me, and I went to the Minister of Education, and as I was there, I called back, I said, sorry, the meeting has been postponed, so I'll come back, and then he said, no, 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 just stay there. You know, it was with a tone like, you are a pain to us, it's better you are far away. I said, fine. So I went to Gubra, because I didn't have anything to do, I looked at people, time was two hours, I went to Lulu, I walked in Lulu and then 45 minutes to I came back. But the days leading to that, I had been praying every time. God, don't give this man peace. Don't allow him to mess me up. 
When I finished the meeting, I went. Everybody, where have you been? Where have you been? There's a mess here. There's... Then I realized what had, had gone wrong. One single step. Had just a, 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 it was not bad. It was just the right thing to do. But it had touched a wrong note in the country. Praise the Lord. And it caused a lot of pain to this individual. I shrank in my spirit. I said, is this what God can do? So it taught me one thing. That the words we speak sometimes, they need to be measured. As a child of God, have the grace. Have the grace to accommodate that pain. Because when you speak it, God will ask, those words are powerful. That's why he stopped those two men. We said, Lord, can we call fire? Had he said yes, there would be fire there. Ah, this is not your spirit. He said, Kenneth, this is not your spirit. You are not supposed to be acting this way. Be a forgiving person. Praise the Lord. So we are challenging ourselves. It's, not, it's costly. There is a pain to it. There's, there's a price to forgiving people. It requires you to absorb some of that pain in yourself. Praise the Lord. So the Bible commands us to forgive. That's why, uh, why we need to forgive. And it's in obedience to God's word. I have to forgive. Because that's what the Bible says. I have to forgive. So I have to be obedient to God. Even to those who take advantage of me, I have to say, yes, 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 I need to forgive. Praise the Lord. And we know it, even in the body of Christ. We know that those who may want to take advantage of you, and you being intelligent, you can see, this person is taking advantage of me. But that is not an opportunity for you to hit back. Praise the Lord. Pray for them. Accept them as part of the body of Christ. And be forgiving. Praise the Lord. Third reason. Forgiveness is a condition for our, our being forgiven. Luke 6.37 Luke 6.37 Do not judge... And you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Now, I like the last part. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Don't forgive and you will... You don't want to say that. The Bible says forgive and you will be... And if they tell you to write the opposite of that, don't forgive and you will not be... The Bible has got a reason why it continues hammering this word of forgive, forgive, forgive. God had a purpose. Praise the Lord. It's the key to my mercy. It's the key for me being forgiven. You cannot walk around with a bitter spirit towards somebody and again turn in the same breath and tell God, forgive me. It doesn't work. You will remain held by that bitterness in your heart. It will be a barrier to your freedom. Praise the Lord. 
it will be a barrier to your freedom. So if you want to be free, be a forgiving person. Matthew 6. When Jesus was teaching the Lord's Prayer, he said, Is that the disciples' prayer or the Lord's Prayer? Think about it. He taught us disciples to say, And forgive us our debts, chapter, verse 12, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So it's a simple, a simple decision that you have to make. I want to be forgiven, I must do it first. I must forgive first. Praise the Lord. Don't seek for mercy. When in your heart, there is a lot of bitterness towards people. Because it, the moment you're, you're prayed, you'll feel good. But the moment you see that person, the bitterness begins to swell. Because the devil knows this is your weak point. He will capitalize on it. Verse 15. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Is that in your Bible? Yes, I've written some notes here. But read your Bible. Is it being said in your Bible the same? But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. You can unlock your own forgiveness from the Father by acting fast. It's a deliberate decision that you have to reach that I want to forgive. Praise the Lord. Matthew 18 verse 21 Now, this problem that we are suffering with, it did not start yesterday. It's not an issue of modern civilization. It has been there for as long as humanity has been there. Praise the Lord. Peter had been walking with Jesus Christ. Eating the manna of heaven. But it appears in this, in this, in this part of the Bible... He had experienced something outside there. And then he came to Jesus Christ quietly and he said, Lord, how many times should I forgive my brother if he offends me? Before even Jesus answered, he said, Is it seven times? The tone in which he asked. <laughs> the tone, seven times, discouraging Jesus Christ from going beyond seven. What did the Lord say? Seven times? Which brings to? Four hundred and ninety. Now, even if we started taking attendance, recording who is present here every day, whether you are present in the church every day or not, 
by the time we reach 50, we have either concluded this person is frequent in the church or not. So the moment you start recording, eh, on the 11th of November, he looked at me with a very bad eye. On the 12th of November, he kicked my leg. By the time you reach 10, you are tired also. And the mere act that you are keeping record, this common sense, the mere fact that you are keeping record, it already tells us you are not ready to forgive. Because you are waiting for 490 to justify your action. True or false? But if you are forgiven the first one, this is logic. If you are forgiven the first one, truly forgiven, so the slate is zero. When he offends you, the second one again you forgive, the slate is zero. The third one, the slate is zero. Because you are forgiving. By the time you reach 489, the slate is still zero. That's what the Bible is saying. Because you are saying, forgive first. So if you are forgiven, there is nothing which is remaining. It is going and going and going. So in essence, we are forgivers. Praise the Lord. Our nature is that of forgiving. Irrespective of what we feel about it. We need to forgive. So Peter wondered. Maybe he thought about it and said, ah, this man is difficult. I don't want to ask him any other question again. Mark eleven twenty six. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. Now, this is a very serious thing. I will give you my personal example. Generally, in the teaching profession, be it in India, Nigeria, Kenya, USA, UK, Israel, wherever, the package is not very encouraging. True? Praise the Lord. Thank you. <laughs> now, when I started work, I said I must supplement this. Somehow in the process there was a man who was so desperate. He walked many kilometers on foot looking for a job. Staying in people's houses, people he had never met. And one evening he walked into the school where I was teaching with a small bag. And the headmistress called me and said, Kenneth, there's a case here. What is the problem? This is the situation. This man has been looking for a job. He has spent three days walking around. Has no fair, nothing. I had three bedrooms. I was not married. I was alone. So the house used to be very big. I just used one bedroom. The other ones I had locked. Just in case cats decided to come in. I had locked. So I said, well, welcome. We stayed with that man for some time. I looked at the way, the shape in which he was. I purchased some shirts, shirts and gave him. At least to start the job with. Actually, he had been discontinued from university. But he was a brilliant person. We stayed with him for some time. And so I went for some small loan. And then tried to start some business. 
And I said, why don't I include this man so that he can also do something? And then he became very clever, like many Kenyans are. (laughs) After staying with him, feeding him and staying with him for a long time, I also went ahead to try something so that he could get a base. He became very clever, clever than me. So I said, okay, I'll help you. We start this, blah, 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 and get some money. And, and the day he, d- he left, he left with my, my coat. <laughs> and he went. And after he had gone, I w- when are you coming back? I'm still busy, blah, 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 blah. Days went. I said, oh, my little loan is gone. My coat is gone. So I, one day I was looking at these things and then a certificate. His original certificate is for A-level. Because the university had been discontinued so he didn't have a, a certificate. Original. Hey, my heart leaped. I said, aha, I have caught this man now. He must come back to me now. <laughs> and I was, I was, I, I said, ah, no, no need to bother him. He will come himself. The same way he walked into my house, he will walk again. <laughs> Two months passed, I got a transfer. Do I leave these things? I just throw them. Or? Yeah, he did this to you. Throw them. There was a voice whispering. <laughs> I said, no, I packed the certificates, I went with them to my new station. For two, three weeks, my friend, it was painful for me. <laughs> I would go to pray, nothing. I would try to meditate, nothing. The pain I was going through, it was like, you must give these things back. You must give these certificates back. You must give them back. Every hour, it, I was being pushed. You must surrender them. It was until I traveled, using my own money, brethren. (laughs) I had to travel to Nairobi because the only thing I knew was where his father used to work. The father who had thrown him out of the house. I had to go look for this place physically and say, your son left these things with me and I brought them back. Ah, joy. After I delivered them, there was peace inside. I walked a free person in my life. Praise the Lord. The things I had been praying for started coming. Now I had locked myself into trying to seek revenge. The revenge I was seeking for was against myself. I was hurting myself more than the other person. Because he never bothered to come for the papers. Maybe he was doing well wherever he was. Here I was holding on poor papers, waiting for him. Brethren, we must forgive. That will unlock your blessings. It will unlock the doors that have been shut in your life. When you go before God, there will be no condemnation in your life. Because you released that person from your life. You let go. That baggage that you are carrying in your life must be rolled away. Praise the Lord. The problem is not that person. The problem is you. You are not letting go. You are not releasing the power of God in your life. 
by forgiving. Number four, we forfeit God's mercy if we are unforgiving. James 2.13 For he shall have judgment without mercy, that 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 hath showed no mercy, and mercy rejoices against judgment. If you don't show mercy, God will not show mercy to you. You show mercy, you invite mercy into your life. Praise the Lord. Do not build a barrier between you and God because of a simple thing of unforgiveness. That spirit is going to eat you from within. It will never leave you at peace until you let go. And then God will begin to minister in your life in a new dimension. Praise the Lord. Don't deny yourself the blessings of the Lord because of a simple thing of harboring and forgiving spirit in your life. It will eat you from within. Number five, 2 Corinthians 2.10 To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgive anything, to whom I forgive it, for your sakes forgive, forgive, it, forgive I it in the person of Christ. But number, verse 11 is the one which comes out strongly. Lest Satan should get an advantage of us. If we don't forgive, we give the advantage to the devil. He takes advantage of our lives. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Be a people who can forgive. Praise the Lord. Be people who can forgive. Now, we have been talking in general terms, but I want us now to touch our lives now in terms of forgiveness. Praise the Lord. What are the major obstacles in, for, uh, in forgiveness? One, people who have never forgiven themselves can never forgive. You cannot give what you don't have. Praise the Lord. You can only talk about it. The first person and the most difficult person to forgive is yourself. How many agree with me? There are people in life who have done some things in the past. They have never gotten over them. They have led some lives in the past. They have gotten saved. They have given their lives to Christ. But at no time have they ever felt forgiven. God has forgiven them. But the problem is themselves. They have never accepted that, yes, I've been forgiven, so I've forgiven myself. For that reason, every time in their life, in their spiritual life, there is a struggle because the devil keeps coming back and reminding them he has realized where the weakness is. The Bible says, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. The old has passed away, and behold, everything is new. Until you begin to internalize that verse, and make it real in your life, if you're in that situation, you will find yourself struggling. Praise the Lord. The blood of Jesus Christ does not leave stains of sin in your life. 
It washes all those sins away and leaves a clean slate. That is why you need to be proud that you are now a purchased son of God. The price has been fully paid. You do not need to be burdened with the fears from the devil. You need to accept the pardon from Jesus Christ and say, I am fully forgiven. Praise the Lord. So the first person we need to deal with is ourselves. And I'm saying, the Bible has said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, If any man, if Kenneth, can you say, if me, I'm in Christ, I am a new creation. The old has passed away. I am a new creation. The old has gone. Everything is new. Praise the Lord. Romans 8.1, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. You are no longer condemned. You need to live a life that is full of vitality in it. Praise the Lord. Number two, husband and wife. In Ephesians 5, 25 there's the talk of submit. It's just fast. Submit one to another. Praise the Lord. You cannot submit somebody you have never forgiven. Now, the first verse doesn't talk about wives. It talks about submit one to another. Praise the Lord. The first line. And then now it comes to wives. Is that clear? Men in the hall, is that clear? So I am submitting to my wife. She is submitting to me first. And then after we have cleared that role, the wife now begins to submit. And then the next phase is I begin to love. Praise the Lord. But all these things are not possible if there is no forgiveness in the family. Today, many people walk with a lot of bitterness in their heart. They smile. But if God was just to say, today I change. If you want to leave your husband, you can leave. (laughs) Many of us will be running after our wives. (laughs) Come, Come back, come back. Similarly, if he said, husband, you can live and the wife can... The man will take off. Oh, thank you, Lord. And the wife will be running. Why? Because we have never learned to forgive one another. What is this thing so big that you cannot forgive? Remember the cross. You were there. What is this thing so painful that you hold on to brother and sister that you cannot let go? It is holding you back in your faith. Remember the cross. You were there. You deserve to be there. But God paid the price. He forgave you. By the way, those of us who like pointing fingers at others, husbands and wives and brethren in the church and the church leadership, if God was just to open our lives like this, we will want a whole duck right below our feet. Because our life is not that pure. Praise the Lord. So why do you condemn the others when you have not looked at your own self? If God has accepted you the way you are, why can't you accept the next person the way he is? If God accepted you the way you are, why can't you accept your wife the way she is? If God has accepted the wife the way they are, why can't they accept their husbands the way they are? 
for us to love, for us to submit, there must be forgiveness there. Praise the Lord. Children and parents. Today, there are many children who live with a lot of bitterness towards their fathers and their mothers. They cannot explain why, but they just don't like them. They feel they should just have appeared in the world without a parent. And that way they would be happy. But this package that God gave to them, they are not happy with. Similarly, there are some parents also. If God can just reverse the gear back and tell me to choose the kind of children I want, these ones are off. Why? Because there's one thing that we have never allowed to happen in our families. Forgiveness. The children don't want to forgive their parents. The parents don't want to forgive their children. And that bitterness is just seeping through the family. It is destroying people. Their faith. Their experience. They don't experience Christ in His fullness because of those bitter feelings. You cannot honor and obey your parent for the children. You cannot honor and obey your parent when you are unwilling to forgive them. It is impossible. So you will live in disobedience to the scripture. You cannot show love to your children only when... You can only show love to your children only when you are ready to forgive them. Praise the Lord. And they do some funny things sometimes. You feel like running away. But that's the time you need to come back and say, I love you. Praise the Lord. Remember the prodigal son. Maybe the father will say, oh, that's one problem away from me. But he did not do that. The Bible tells us he was always there. Waiting, waiting, and waiting. The day the young man appeared at the gate. Oh, the old man ran and took him. Praise the Lord. Just have that spirit in you. Forgive your children. Praise the Lord. Employer, employee. This is where the problem is for expatriates now. The same book of Ephesians. You know, the Bible was very specific. It talks about the husband and the wife. It talks about the children. And talks about the servants. Praise the Lord. Now, Telling us to obey. We are employees. We need to obey our employers, our bosses. Praise the Lord. But you cannot, empl- you cannot obey somebody you are bitter. You have, you have a bitterness against. You are always saying, if this man is sucked here, I will be peaceful. And you want to obey him. It is difficult to reconcile the two. In fact, you are looking for an opportunity where he makes a mess and then you pretend you don't know what should be done. So that it, he lands in problem. But the Bible is saying, we need to forgive. Praise the Lord. That will be the basis of relationship in our lives. Forgiveness. It will be the foundation of all relationships that we have. Praise the Lord. How do I know that I have forgiven? Exodus twelve thirteen. Aaron and Miriam decided to talk ill of the servant of God. What God struck Miriam with leprosy. 
Praise the Lord. If I was Moses, I would walk in the camp and say, you see, if you joke with me, my God will just... They joked, Miriam joked with me, look at her. That's what would be, I would be saying. But this man has got lessons for us to learn. Praise the Lord. The Bible says he was the meekest man on earth. And he had learned how to relate with God. He knew if he doesn't forgive, maybe his ministry will be dead in a short while. What did he do? He went to pray for her. Praise the Lord. One evidence that you are, you are forgiven is when you are able to pray for that person that you used to hate. The person you are bitter with. Praise the Lord. You can genuinely pray that God minister to this person. Help him out of the challenges that he's facing. If you can do that, then you begin to realize you are healing up inside. Praise the Lord. It doesn't take one day. It can take years. Praise the Lord. I took my daughter one day, uh, the doctors here will tell me, in the foot, between the, the toes, there was something they called a what? W-A-R-T, something like that. So, when I came back, the, the girl was always walking in a very funny style. I said, ah, mommy, today, your style of walking is very funny. I said, ah, don't worry. I grabbed that leg and looked at it carefully, and I saw something swollen there. So I took the child to the doctor. And that man told me, Mr. Kenneth, there are two ways of treating this. There's the lesser. There's something very cold they keep rubbing there for two weeks. Something like that. I had to be taking her back. I told this girl, do you want an injection or do you want? Because lesser sometimes appears like an injection to me. <laughs> it's not an injection. but The girl said, no, I want this one. One thing I learned about that is that the more they rubbed on that thing, when I visited the next time, it was subsiding. It did not go away in a single shot. Praise the Lord. Bitterness is not going to escape once. It is going to go. And the devil will want to revive it. To revive it. But the frequency will begin to... Because God is healing you. Praise the Lord. Because the healing is taking place in your life. And eventually you'll find, you look at that person and you don't feel anything at all. Next time, you feel like welcoming that person again. Then you know God has healed you. Praise the Lord. But for the moment, you look at the person and you find there is a balloon which is blowing inside you. Then you know something has not taken place. Praise the Lord. You need to go back on your knees. That is the more you are rubbing. Rub that, that wound. Rub that what? Until it disappears. Praise the Lord. And eventually by God's grace it is going to go. Your life will be free. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 24. Rejoice not when thy enemy falleth. And let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Say not, I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to the man according to his work. No. The temptation to avenge is always there. The joy of seeing the person also suffer is always there. But the more you, you experience it, the more you know you have not forgiven. So it's a challenge to you. The moment you begin to feel for that person, you realize that now you are forgiving. The, the bitter spirit is disappearing. And that's the way to overwhelm, overcome it. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 25, 
If thine enemy be angry, give him bread to eat, and he, if he be thirsty, give him water to drink. For thou shalt heap coals of fire upon his head, and the Lord shall reward you. Allow God to give you the opportunity to minister to that person you are bitter with. Praise the Lord. Allow God to give you the opportunity to minister to him. And pray over it. When you do good to that person, you are actually killing the root of bitterness in your life. And also opening up opportunities for that person to heal. Praise the Lord. Prayerfully make a deliberate decision to forgive. It's not going to take place at one in one single shot. You must prayerfully pray over it. And it will come to pass. Number four, show compassion. First Peter 3 not rendering evil to evil, or railing for railing, but contrarywise, blessing. Knowing that ye are there unto code, that ye should inherit a blessing. That's the verse I was referring to in the beginning. You have been called there, there unto, so that you have the opportunity to forgive. Praise the Lord. Yes, so we must be ready to do this. And I just want to finish up by giving a few examples of men like you and me, who chose to forgive and God blessed them. Praise the Lord. How many are happy to hear that? That there is somebody who has gone this route and has overcome. Those are the cloud of witnesses that the Bible talks about. When they see me suffering, struggling with my bitterness. Ah, Kenneth, take heart. We also went through the same. We are seated with the Father. Come, come, come through. Praise the Lord. I want them to cheer me. This is the cloud of witnesses that we want to look at. Joseph forgave his brethren. Genesis 45, 5, 15. And 15, 19, 21. By reason of forgiving the brothers, the entire tribe of Israel was saved. Praise the Lord. So you can see the opportunities that God brings along when we choose to forgive. Number two, Moses forgave the Israelites. Exodus 32, 4. To 14 and verse 31 and 33. After they had put up that uh, that that uh, uh, idol, he came down and on behalf he pleaded for God to forgive them. Praise the Lord. He wouldn't have reached far if he had not taken that decision. David, Samuel, first Samuel 24, 1 to 22, we see David forgiving Saul. And he continued to do the same even to the child of Jonathan. Praise the Lord. Because whenever the devil was telling him now, you forgive Saul the father. But there is a son here. Why don't you mess him? He said, no, I'm also going to forgive this one. Praise the Lord. Because he had learned the secret. Solomon forgave Adonijah who was vying for the same position with him. Praise the Lord. Uh, when the king stretched his hand against Jeroboam, First Kings 13, his hand stuck there. Because he was saying, get hold of this man. And the hand stuck there. If it was Kenneth, he would say, oh, that is good for you. But this man prayed for that king until the hand was restored. Praise the Lord. The same hand that was saying, take him away, is the same hand he prayed for. That is a simple and evidence of a forgiving person. Praise the Lord. Stephen forgave his persecutors. He said in Acts 7, 50. 
Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Praise the Lord. And finally, our Lord Jesus Christ on the cross said, Forgive them, for they know not what they do. Praise the Lord. Shall we stand up, please? Can we just hold hands, the person next to you? Hold hands and bow down as our pastor prays for us. We just need to see that spirit of forgiveness in our lives. Just keep talking to the Lord. You have just heard something that is very dear to the heart of God. Forgiveness. If there are any two words which can describe our God, one is forgiveness, the second is love. God loved you and me. God forgave you and me. Unforgiveness is ungodly. And you and I are called to forgive. Whatever be the hurt you may be experiencing or, or whatever you feel about it. Just talk to God. Ask God to root out every bit of unforgiveness. Every bit of bitterness. Because that is of the flesh. Romans chapter 13 verse 14 says this. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh. To fulfill its lusts. Do not allow for unforgiveness. To fulfill its lusts. Talk to God. Are you a forgiving person? Are you a forgiving man? Are you a forgiving woman? Remember, forgiveness opens the doors of heaven. God is pleased when we root out unforgiveness. Just think, think of yourself for a moment. Do you need to change your attitude? Because the Bible clearly tells us, forgive first and then you will be forgiven. Forgive first, you will be blessed. Just allow God to work in you. Just allow God to work in you. God has spoken. You have heard his heart. Just allow him to work in you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that you have told us today that which is dear to your heart, Lord. You forgave us, Lord Father. You forgave every one of us, Lord Father. However miserable we were, Lord. You forgave us, Lord. Father God, plant that forgiveness seed in us, Lord Father. So that there will be no seed of bitterness in our lives, Lord Father. 
that that mind of yourself, that mind of Christ will be in us. Father God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord, that today you have shown us your heart once again, Lord Father. You have given us the cry of your heart, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord, that each one of us will take it to heart. Where there is unforgiveness, root it out, Lord. Where there is bitterness, root it out, Lord Father. And Father God, I pray, Lord, that you will keep working in us every day. Molding us into the kind of people we should be, Lord Father. Father God, I pray, Lord, that none of us will fall back and hold on to that which you are taking away from us, Lord. Father God, I commit every one of us into your hands. We thank you, Lord. We give glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Father God, we thank you, Lord, that you have revealed your heart to us, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that what you have planted in our hearts today, Lord Father, will truly bear fruit. Father God, we pray, Lord, that any bit of bitterness that we hold, we just want to surrender it, Lord. We just want it to be uprooted, Lord Father. That nothing will remain in our hearts, Lord Father. The spirit of forgiveness will be in us, Lord Father. Father God, you forgave us, Lord Father. Why don't we do it, Lord? Thank you, Lord Father, for revealing your heart to us this day. Thank you for using your servant, Lord Father, to bring to us clearly, Lord Father, that which you want us to hear, Lord. Father God, we ask that further anointing be poured upon your servant, and you will bless his family, Lord Father, that they shall continue to serve you all the days of their lives, Lord. Thank you, Father, for every one of us here, Lord Father. And I pray, Lord, that we have all heard your word. I pray, Lord, that your word will be planted in good ground today, Lord Father, and shall bear fruit. Give all glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Just before we share the grace, let me remind us that tomorrow we do have a Saturday meeting uh, from 4 to 5.30. So please remember, there is a meeting tomorrow evening in connection with the Victory Night. We will be praying for that. It's a pre-Victory Night meeting. So 4 to 5.30, please do assemble in this hall, that hall, the old hall where we shall meet for a time of prayer. Let's share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ... The love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you all. Let's move out. Let's fellowship with each other. Meet somebody new. Talk to somebody new.